What is up, Bitcoiners? It's your boy CK. I'm here to introduce the next Bitcoin Magazine podcast. And this one is a freaking treat. I'm sitting with my boy, Joe Rogers, and he interviewed Crypto Graffiti about his fantastic billboard series that he's putting out across the United States. Joe, tell us about this interview. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Um, Crypto Graffiti has done this kind of propaganda style Bitcoin art across the U.S. and all the Federal Reserve headquarters cities. And essentially, he took his um, kind of classic art piece that you may have seen that depicts the U.S. dollar bill uh, with a bunch of uh, subtle Bitcoin messages on the dollar. But he made uh, he went a lot bigger, CK. He went uh, billboard-size art uh, with neat call-to-actions. So I think that this was really cool. And uh, so we kind of get into you know, what motivated him to do that, what drives him to be a Bitcoin activist artist. And uh, he shared some insights on what the future holds. And he's super bullish on what's to come for the whole Bitcoin art movement. That's freaking awesome. There's something about art and Bitcoin, man. It just fits so well together. Um, Maybe, you know, Bitcoiners are collectors. We collect scarce things and uh, we can appreciate art. But there's just something real and authentic about Bitcoin art. I love it. Yeah, I think that uh, the fact that we have art for Bitcoin now, it's kind of the cherry on top as far as it being a a cultural movement. And it just continues to evolve. And, you know, with each epoch and each bull market, it's like our signal continues to get sharper and stronger. And uh, art, art is no different. It continues to get better and more refined. So... I think it's uh, pretty dang cool. So listen to the pod. I think that uh, it'll be interesting. He's got some neat things coming out later on this year that he refused to drop any clues about, but I'm excited. Um, I think that we're going to see some exciting stuff as far as like NFTs on the Bitcoin blockchain. And uh, man, give, give it a listen. This is a good one. And before the show, let's give a quick word to our sponsors. Uh, this is Stacks. So formerly known as Blockstacks, I'm sure you guys may have heard of them. They have been trying to build strong, decentralized technologies and applications uh, for a very long time. And with the Stacks 2.0 blockchain, they are committed to building on top of the biggest, the strongest, the most well-known and resilient blockchain, the only one that matters, Bitcoin. Uh, Stacks 2.0 blockchain is trying to help Bitcoin scale. It also brings a lot of smart contracting functionality with the Clarity smart contract language that was developed by Stacks and Algorand developers. Um, it The Stacks ecosystem is all about developers and making it easy for them to build Bitcoin-based DeFi applications Um, And it's all powered by a proof of transfer POX consensus mechanism that effectively combines staking with STX in order to earn BTC tokens and earn Bitcoin rewards for supporting that chain. But also it uses Bitcoin as its native token. So throughout that ecosystem, there's only one money and it is Bitcoin. There's only one main chain and that is Bitcoin and uh, the STX chain is, is there to serve Bitcoin and people can stack Bitcoin by building on and being part of the STX and the Stacks community. So go to Stacks2.com. That is S-T-A-C-K-S-2, the number two, 
com and learn more. Uh, and yeah, without further ado, let's just get right into this podcast with Crypto Graffiti. Hey, Bitcoin Magazine. I am Joe Rogers, your host today, and I've got someone special. Crypto Graffiti is joining us to talk about his uh, recent project, BTC versus the Fed. And uh, he's kind of uh, well-known. He's been in the Bitcoin space for many years. Uh, he's self-proclaimed Bitcoin activist uh, artist. So um, Crypto Graffiti, thank you for joining me today. I'm excited to hear about a little bit about you and a little bit about this project specifically. Uh, so w- without further ado, if you would please uh, give us the audience um, an elevator pitch. Uh, who the heck are you and uh, kind of what motivates you to do this Bitcoin art? Yeah, thanks for having me, Joe. Um, so I make art that relates to to Bitcoin, and we used to call it like crypto art, but that definition has kind of changed, and and I think for the better, uh, crypto art sort of become its own thing. I like to refer to myself now as a, a Bitcoin artist or a Bitcoin activist artist, and so my work is really just to promote Bitcoin and the benefits of it. Um, I'm passionate about what it can do and the good it can do for society. So that's really my focus. It's very pointed. Uh, I repurpose banking materials in the work to to try and show and teach uh, what it's all about. And so this is physical work. And for me, it's uh, it just feels good to to take the the tools that have been used to to hold us down and to to cut them up and and reimagine them into something that can then. Uh, be used to teach about this this new era. So a lot of different, whether it's fiat or like bank deposit bags, uh, it it varies. Uh, but yeah, so the focus is Bitcoin, and and I really uh, think it's important for our future. You know, I want to have kids who uh, grow up in a society that uh, doesn't hold them back and doesn't invade their privacy. I'm really concerned with surveillance issues and also inflation issues. Uh, so that that really guides me. Awesome. Yeah, I think that um, reviewing your like whole portfolio, I mean, everything is definitely uh, got this string of, um, you know, anti-Fed kind of uh, filth to it. Uh, It's more about like sovereignty for money. And uh, that's something that relates to me. I know that, you know, Bitcoin means a lot of things to a lot of different people. Uh, but I, I don't know, your your stuff just really hits home with me. I especially like your United Nodes of Bitcoin series. I know I've seen the uh, dollar bill floating around um, for a while now. Uh, so I was real excited to see earlier this year uh, when you took it uh, kind of to the big big stage uh, in the physical world. Yeah, so that the, the front side of it was something I made toward the end of 2015 and then showed it in an exhibit in 2016. And I found that people really gravitated toward the imagery, probably just because uh, they know the dollar and, and want money. So there was a, a several months long exhibit right on Market Street in San Francisco, like the main drag. And I had a Bitcoin accepted here sign. And so people would come in and they would see the art. And typically they were they were eating food from next door. Uh, there was this this burger spot. And so they would look at the art in in something that I think works for uh, artists in the space is that we let people kind of have their guard down and ask questions that they might not otherwise with people who are really technical. Maybe, maybe they're afraid to ask questions 
to their their cousin who's normally the the tech guy in the family because they don't want to sound stupid and so at this exhibit i would just see people's posture change and they would they would become relaxed when they learned that yes this is art that relates to bitcoin and maybe i can ask this guy some questions that i wouldn't otherwise and so i try to to use the imagery in this case the dollar to just go over some of the the jargon related to this space and it worked so well that I thought eventually when I do the backside, I should do the same thing. And then, um, you know, several years on, I've, I've developed more as an artist. And so I thought, why not just try and go bigger with it? And so I sold prints of the work to to fund this, uh, this billboard campaign, which um, is going on right now in the different Federal Reserve cities. And so it's both sides of the artwork and there's messages that relate to why I think Bitcoin is a better option than our current financial system. And it redirects people who see the billboards back to social media, the at BTC versus Fed, BTC VS, FED, uh, social media sites to talk further about the subject matter, you know, basics about Bitcoin and what's going on with, with uh, our financial system and uh, in inflation and in, in why the current system is unsustainable and uh, causing the wealth gap to grow and, and why this is so negative and works against everyday people. So these billboards are in neighborhoods that are, they're more like lower class working class, um, which I think is really important because we have the, the price of Bitcoin going through the roof. We have institutional money coming in high net worth individuals. And I now see that we're at this phase where earlier my work was more to just get, everybody involved and to try and take notice of Bitcoin where now it's, you know, I don't want certain people to be left behind. I think we need all walks of life to participate in this, this new money and this new system. And I don't want to, to have it just be skewed towards uh, a certain demographic. You know, I think, I think we need all different types of, of people on board. You know, for me, the best party is one where there's a diverse group of individuals and, um, yeah, so that's that's essentially the goal of the project. It's in 2015 you launched the original uh, United Notes of Bitcoin, the dollar uh, piece of art, and so over the past couple of years, uh, I, I guess you wanted to be able to fund something bigger, and you do it. I was checking out the history. It looks like you registered BTC versus Fed back in September. So uh, was between September and January when you went live with the project. Was that uh, like when the rubber hit the road for you? Oh man, it's been over a year that I've been working on this thing. So initially I was going to try and fund it through some companies in the space and I was making headway, but then as it typically happens with, you know, corporations, there's, there's a lot of people involved in decision-making and it, it would have happened, but I just got impatient because then some of the artistic integrity started to, to erode a little bit and it, and it, and it made sense too, because this is like very much its own thing. And then to have it mesh well with even just like the, the colors and the fonts from a company, if, if they were to be involved, um, it, it's sometimes difficult, right? So uh, after some delays, I just decided, you know what, I got to just figure out how to do this on its own. If it is like for the people, <laughs> yeah, then it should probably just have as little corporate touch as possible. And so I just thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to, just do these prints and, and, and talk about what's going on with it. And, and people hopefully will take to it. And so, yeah, it's been over a year. There was some other delays too. just getting approval for 
the billboards itself. Like there were some people that didn't want some companies that, that wouldn't do it. Um, yeah. So it was a long process. Yeah. See like clear, it's a clear channel billboard. So <laughs> I, I guess there's a couple other uh, vendors out there, but they finally gave the blessing to let her rip. Yeah. Th- this is three different uh, vendors yeah. to, to cover all 12 markets. And then there was, I don't know, there was like six that I had talked to total. We're, so I saw um, yesterday someone has graffitied one of the uh, billboards. How did how did that make you feel? Is it just so ironic? Yeah, it was uh, it was funny. I guess it was. Um, I guess they're gonna replace it, you know. But uh, I, I liked it. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, more more power to. I want to see who the artist is and just see more of their work. Um, because it is it is funny if I have graffiti in my name and they they did it probably unknowingly you know yeah. I'd, I'd like them to just know what this is all about if it was just done quickly without really getting to the heart of the the project. I had There's two been, emotions. I, my first uh, emotion was uh, like pain. I was like, "Son of a bitch! I can't believe this happened." Uh, you know, like it just launched, and then the other side of me kind of saw the humor and the irony. Like it's crypto graffiti, and here we have graffiti on this art. Yeah, I want to keep. I, I asked to keep it, but there's there's it's TMI. But there's like different types of billboards. There's bulletins and there's posters, and then there's all different like uh, shelters, which are the bus stops. Anyway, so that particular one I I can't keep, whereas other ones I can keep afterward. And it's a shame because I wanted the one with the, the graffiti on it. Oh, oh, okay. So you wanted oh, so you could have retrieved that um, the physical uh, billboard itself. That particular one, unfortunately, no, but the, oh, the bigger man. ones, the, but the bulletins, yes. So give us an idea of, I guess, the scale of what are billboards, are they all the same dimensions or what's the... No, difference? so that's that's where the different naming comes into play. So the, okay. the big guys are, are bulletins. Those are 14 feet by 48 feet. So they're like pretty darn big. And then the one They'd that make got... make a hell of a wallpaper for the kitchen. For the what? For the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, uh Bitcoin Magazine needs a backdrop for, for something at the, the conference. You know, we could talk. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> um, awesome. But yeah, other ones are just, they go down from there. So there's like a 10 and a half by, what is it, 22 foot one. And You became like a resident billboard expert after this experiment. Yeah, really. I got got connections if, if we need a follow-on campaign. That's what I'm saying. So a artist out there listening, you know who to hit up if uh, you want to go uh, propaganda style like this. I love it. Yeah. Use my clear channel ref link. <laughs> ref links for days. I love it. So, okay. So this, I, I'm real excited about this, uh, particularly about you mentioned the, the neighborhoods itself. Um, you know, perhaps going into some neighborhoods that don't get a lot of exposure uh, to Bitcoin itself. Uh, sounds like what I'm hearing from you, you want to make Bitcoin more approachable. And obviously with the way that the markets are pumping, um, you see institutional adoption, but you don't want people to be left behind. So uh, beyond the art itself, have you done anything else kind of grassroots um, in the street to to help those kind of neighborhoods or are you bullish on any kind of activities like that? Yeah. Um, well, I kind of got my start like early on doing the street art that was in certain neighborhoods to try and bring Bitcoin awareness. And then I had like the, the Bitcoin QR there. So I, I do, you know, I've had various projects in the past that were meant to, to try and bring this tech to, to people who might not otherwise hear about it. For me, I, again, I just think it's important. And so for this, this particular project, 
there is going to be more happening in, in the coming days to try and incent people to, to get involved um, because it, it's just difficult just in general to get the word out. You know, people's attention spans nowadays are, are, are short. And, and so I'm trying to f- figure out ways to, to get people to take action. Um, and so, yeah, so in the coming days, I'll have some, some things launched and, and hopefully people take to it. Cause I don't want it to just sit within the, the Bitcoin Twitter bubble, right? Like this, this is meant to, to try and reach people who, who otherwise might not hear about it. And that, and the other awesome Bitcoin billboard campaigns were a motivating factor in that, you know, they're, they're typically in like the areas where rent is really expensive and for people who, you know, might have more money in, in major metros and downtown areas. So this uh, was meant to, to do something a little bit different. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking uh, that's probably a, a group of people that are underserved um, by Bitcoiners. So I think this is a noble project. I think it's exciting. I mean, I think a lot about you know, how, how could we as Bitcoiners try more outreach and things like that. Um, you know, with various boys and girls clubs and things like that, that's kind of on my bucket list to try to get involved and do something like that. But Hey, maybe in 2021, I can pull that off. But um, so you said more is going to come to this. So is it going to piggyback on the same project itself or is it going to be uh, a new project altogether? It'll piggyback. Yeah. So just ways of trying to figure out how to get people on the ground that are in the cities to, to spread the word a bit more. So yeah, some, some more involvement on, on a local level and that can come in the forum for people listening to this. If, if they want to reach out to the local news and, and try and get a story going um, or this, this thing that'll come out probably tomorrow where it's just a way to, to spread the imagery further. Um, yeah. Well, I'd like to just, just try and, and get the word out. Like I said, I think uh, it's, it's tough as just an individual to, to get press going, you know, it's number one is just a lot of time involved in doing a campaign like this. And then to set aside, okay, some outreach for, different news organizations or what have you um, without working with like a PR firm. So um, I'm calling on people to, to try and and get involved and and it'd be great. So far people have, it's been awesome to, to have uh, others reach out in the DMS and, and some have been racing over to get photos of, of the billboards. And unfortunately a few of them were delayed and that meant some driving in the snow for nothing. Uh, (laughs) But they're mostly out now. There's just a, a couple left and, and there's a map that shows those that aren't yet up. Um, but yeah, it's just, the feedback's been great. Um, I really, really feel honored that, that people are taking to it and, and trying to get involved. And so, so thank you everyone who, who has been a lot, a lot of people, some, some of the things that I really like about this space are just the selflessness with, with people that are involved in, um, and, and, there seems to be a, an appreciation for art too. So there's been a lot of people that have, have reached out to help. Why, why do you think Bitcoiners love uh, Bitcoin art so much? They probably just recognize that that art is good at, at spreading movements and um, so much of even just like with Twitter, you know, it's, it's, they tell you that that posts with a photo do better than those without. And so I think we're kind of, moving toward what is essentially, you know, like an art or imagery based, um, 
platform where that's that's what people want you know and it, it goes back to the attention span thing i think uh, a lot can be conveyed in an image you know the whole picture is worth a thousand words and so especially with activism based art you it it makes you refine and and dwindle things down to their essence and so for something as complex as bitcoin uh if if you're doing art related to it and you're able to to do that to simplify it so more people can understand it then i think people appreciate that because it makes their job easier and um and it can be fun too you know like there, there's that blurry line between art and memes and um yeah it just makes it easier for for people to get on board and and to to share and have a good laugh and and everything else that comes with it yeah i think uh what you said there, the, the blurry line between art and memes is, is true. I, I see yours definitely is art, but um, when I think of memes, I'm thinking of it spreading ideas and packing a big punch and uh, just looking at this whole project and the detail and the messages in each of the different cities artwork, uh, they pack a big punch. I mean, if a passerby takes the time to look up and read that and examine it, they're going to walk away with uh, some new information that they didn't have before. That's that's the goal of the meme, right? Is to propagate itself and spread. So I, I think well done on that one. Thanks. Yeah. Um, if if they can learn, if ideally they're they're going to to that handle and in going through what was uh, a challenging exercise for me, which is essentially summing up what I've learned about what's going on with the economy over over these years and into something that's uh, tweet length and easy to digest and stripped of, of, uh, technical info, something that I would wish people would have told me in really simplified uh, terms really early on. Um, yeah, the, the, the goal is for them to read that and to, to then question their current predicament and whether they should, should seek out this Bitcoin thing and, and learn more about it and maybe get some. What is your feeling on, uh, like, um, the idea of new generations of Bitcoiners coming in? Do you think that with each new kind of cycle, we're getting better at telling our stories or how do you feel about that? I do. And I think part of it's just because of the performance of, you know, the, the data, the numbers don't lie. Um, so it's, it's easier to refer to that along with the unfortunate statistics that, that happening with with inflation and um the juxtaposition kind of speaks for itself uh, so when you get new people coming in typically it's with price and then some will learn what what's really this movement is all about and stick around and then the price will go down and and some will stay some will leave and it's it's this it's like the tide right um and so that's why i think it's important to have art related to the space that that speaks to like the deeper understanding of, of why this is in existence and, and why Satoshi created Bitcoin. Um, you know, if it's, if it's more just about the price, the art is related to charts. And I think it's, I think that's needed too. It's good. Cause some people they're just like in, you know, they're traders. And so it speaks more to them. But um, I think if, if the art is less related to, prices and things that and technology uh, per se yeah then it might it might mean more people will stick around if they if they see a reason beyond the, the price jumps to 
you know, and have more reason for sticking around. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that um, the old saying, this is good for Bitcoin or everything's good for Bitcoin. We need, we need a lot of everything. We need all kinds of different entry points because everyone's different. And uh, as the market continues to grow and more people come into the space, um, you know, uh, different communities emerge and they have, they keep refining their message, which in turn bring is more effective at bringing more people into the space. Uh, So you and your craft, um, you know, speaking towards the, you know, uh, the nature of money itself uh, in art form, I think is uh, will speak to certain people. Uh, so I'm bullish on that, but also love me a good meme too. <laughs> yeah. You got a little good meme. <laughs> um, Are you, um, so I know that you've been more traditional artists, like in the physical sense. Are you messing around with any of this kind of crypto art and like the NFT sense or uh, doing anything real uh, on the digital side of things? Uh, yeah, I am. And, you know, I did some early stuff on platforms that are no longer around, which kind of burnt me out on it, like back in 2017. And um, it made me, it just reminded me to hold off and, and let it develop a bit. Uh, I think it's, I think it's important for my particular work, which is all about why that, why the most sound money is, is crucial for society. It just doesn't really fit for me to then sell it for ETH. Uh, so I don't, I don't partake in the the ETH sites uh, as I've been waiting for uh, Bitcoin ones to get going. I've been kind of working behind the scenes to, to to help develop those, and there should be some coming in the not too distant future. But in general, I think the digital art movement is awesome, and I and I love that um, artists are, are getting paid through it, and there's the innovation happening with the the royalties, the secondary sales and, and how it helps with provenance. And I think it's all super cool. And like a, a lot of the art is, is really amazing too. Uh, just for my particular subject matter, I don't think it's, it's the best fit. Um, but yeah, so I've got some stuff in the works that I'm excited about. And just in general, like we talk about the, the narrative shifting over time. Um, I think whether it's NFTs or the art itself, like it's, I think it's important to not just have it. Like for me, I, I really want lightning, lightning to succeed because it opens up so many different possibilities from uh, an art perspective too. You know, there's, there's already a wealth of inspiration with it being a savings technology and how that can help humanity and, um, and people living under authoritarian regimes and, uh, and just, like for me, that is why uh, I, I'm doing it. And it, it speaks to this like hierarchy of needs, like the foundational level. Right. And so for me, that's, that's the most inspiring. But then if, when you add the ability to do payment stuff with it, it brings about not only innovation, like through the art itself, but just speaking to it, like kind of opens up the, the, the spectrum a bit more for, for what the work can be about. And so I have some projects coming up that are along those lines. Like they, they involve lightning and, and they're inspiring because they're, they're ways for, for artists, not only to, to get paid uh, in different streams, but um, yeah, it's, it, it's this new, it's this new muse, right? It's, it's not just how Bitcoin can, can save by savings. It's a, 
look at this amazing stuff that can happen through micropayments. So I'm, I'm going to probe a little bit more. Um, you, you mentioned that you are involved in a couple projects, um, you know, regarding some kind of NFT technology on Bitcoin is, are any of these public projects that you can refer us to, or are they kind of under wraps until further notice? Under wraps. Um, th- but you know, it's, there's, there's not much in terms of options yeah. that are out there. Right. And I think people already know those. Like, so there's, there's counterparty um, there's liquid, which is Blockstream, and then there's RGB and there's, there's varying levels of activity going on, but just in general, I think it's really important because we need creatives to be doing stuff on Bitcoin rather than moving over to Ethereum. Right. Um, if, you know, if we want more people to get involved in different types of people to get involved, you want uh, people that they can like associate themselves with. And so if, if we're just, if, if, if we lose a lot of the creativity and the soul of Bitcoin, because a lot of the, the arts have left, then I don't think it really bodes well for, for the culture. Um, so yeah, it's like there, there's going to be some stuff coming out and, and yeah, hopefully people take to it because it is, it is different. It's, it's, it's sort of on hard mode to, to want to do these, these things in a, in a camp that where a lot of the people are like, don't spend a sat, you know, and, um, or they regret ever having spent a sat. Right. Um, but I think there are others who, like I said earlier, who really appreciate the art and, and see why it's important and, and will participate. So, um, yeah, there's, there's exciting stuff in the pipe and, and glad to, to be a part of it. Yeah. I feel like in 2020, it was, um, number one, a crazy year, but it was a crazy year for building and community. I feel like crypto art and like VR, these VR art galleries started popping up with like BitPaint and a, a bunch of others. And, uh, that was mind blowing getting to experience VR for my first time and just seeing these art galleries. And it was like, I was there in person cause I'm, I'm in the middle of America <laughs> and there's nothing like that for me to experience. Um, so I, I mean, I know Sailor talks about a lot, the dematerialization of pretty much everything around us. And, uh, we with Bitcoin, we were dematerializing money. Uh, so it, it seems like the next thing would obviously uh, be people being okay with art being dematerialized. So I'll, I'll definitely keep a close eye on this. I'm super fascinated by, um, that space and, uh, you know, I definitely welcome and support anything I can to help foster that, uh, development, uh, on the Bitcoin um, network specifically. So that's exciting. Do you think it's going to be like a 2021 that we're going to see some things happen or do you think beyond 2021? Yeah. Yeah. Probably in the next few months or so. Um, So stay tuned for that and glad to hear that, that you're into it. Um, I think there is a group that have been waiting to get, you know, a group of artists that is that have been waiting for something more Bitcoin centric to come out. And it's, it's difficult, you know, because we don't have the deep pockets of a consensus to, to fund these startups. And this is, this is why it's the, the hard mode we need uh, because it's so grassroots. It's, it's tough to get people organized and to, to first think, all right, you know, this, this is why we need uh, more focus on, 
on the arts and in why we need to get this going. And then event, now that they've seen that there's these these big waves happening with with the other uh, marketplaces, then they started to take notice. And, and um, so yeah, it's it's a uh, it's been slow going, but I think that's okay. You know, it's it's just kind of a makes sense in in a lot of ways because uh, you know that some of the other chains are are known for just being more experimental and and they have more more money at the ready to to throw at at these types of things but i think we'll get there eventually yeah we i guess this overlining of um the development on those other chains is um they've kind of proven that there is a market demand for something like that so um i gotta imagine that uh, some bitcoin builders are gonna see that opportunity and want to capitalize on that yeah i hope so yeah um so i guess you've got a lot of stuff on your plate for 2021 we've expecting more from you as soon as tomorrow uh today's the uh, 13th of january um more drops and more information going to be developing for bitcoin versus the fed uh this possible uh, digital um kind of token platform for bitcoin later on in 2021 what else do you have up your sleeve yeah i've got a lot juggling um just uh, a couple fi- just straight physical works that that, I, that I'm excited about that I think uh, people will like. And then this other lightning based one that I referenced that was um, that wasn't specific to the NFT. There might be something related to an NFT with it later on. Um, but that's, that's separate. That's more of this, this revenue stream uh, uh, concept that's geared towards, towards artists and musicians and, I'm going to be demoing that hopefully in a couple of months time or so. Um, and yeah, just uh, a lot of stuff that, that I'm, I'm happy is, is moving along. I think I maybe have a little too much on my plate at the moment, but that's, that's a good thing. So finding time to balance it all and, and uh, you know, not get preoccupied by, by Twitter. <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm feeling bullish on uh crypto graffiti here for sure i think you're delivering big time so hats off go to you um i know we're, we're coming towards the end here I, I guess i wanted to just say number one uh thank you for your time today um i think that this is a really fascinating project uh for one, anyone out there that um wants to support crypto graffiti of course follow him on twitter i know that you've been getting uh, some micro bands here recently so i'm glad to see you back online and also BTC versus Fed. Keep your eye out. Um, check out the Twitter handle. Uh, more to come. Um, I guess, do you, do you have any final shout out to uh, artists out there that might be thinking about getting in, you know, doing Bitcoin specific art or um, kind of even musicians out there? Yeah. Um, guys, check out what's going on with the Lightning Network. And I, I know that it's difficult where, you know, some of these other chains is where all the money is to be made for for selling the work and, and just, um, you know, keep, keep creating. I'm loving how the caliber of the art is, is growing and the number of artists are growing. Um, so keep it up. You know, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, my DMS are open and yeah, keep at it. I think we're all in this together and having a strong art community for this movement is like, it's just so awesome to watch because early on there wasn't much of it and to see bitcoin grow along with the number of artists is just 
it's just the best. So it's, it's a sign that, that we're doing well, right? If there's people that are willing to commit their careers to this, to, to make art and are passionate enough about it to, to dedicate their lives to it in, in art form, that says a lot. So bullish on Bitcoin, bullish on Bitcoin artists. Awesome. Thanks for your time today. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Joe. A quick reminder that all of the content in this episode is for informational and entertainment purposes only. You should not construe the information as legal, tax, investment, financial, or any other advice. Nothing contained in this presentation constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, or offer by BTC Media, the Let's Talk Bitcoin Podcast Network, or any third-party service provider to buy or sell securities or any other financial instruments. Do your own research. Mm -hmm.